Well, hey there, podheads. We hope everybody's enjoying a nice Cinco de Mayo, staying safe out there, while listening to this fresh new episode of Two Homies Chatting about everything except Cinco de Mayo. So please, be safe tonight. Call an Uber if you've had one too many margaritas or a couple of burritos and now you're in a food coma. Uber's there for you. But while you're sipping those Coronas tonight, those Pacificos, those Victorias, and downing, maybe a jalapeno margarita on the side. We hope you're listening to this fresh new episode of Two Homies Chatting. So please sit back, relax, grab your drink, and enjoy the show. Recorded live via Zencaster. Two Homies Chatting. Chatting. Podcast THC. Two Homies Chatting. All right, dude. Let me get a little Zeus action right here. I've been really looking at the f- the flat cat, bro. I just put the flat cat on my putter. <sighs> How's it? How's it with the claw grip? Give me the deets. The claw grip. Yeah. Do you got the claw grip? You got the claw grip. Right? Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think so. Right? Isn't that what it's called? I feel. I'm not I sure. Feel, I feel like it's. Um, I feel like it's designed for it, and I'm a big fan of it so far. And I'm switching from the super stroke wrist lock, and I didn't use the wrist lock function. What I really liked was that it was big and square, and I felt yeah. like it. Sat in my hand well with the claw grip, as you say. Oh, oh! So you like you like? I call it the girthy, Tommy Fleetwood girthy grip. <laughs> okay, okay. And that was That's... I was I had the yips a couple of seasons Ooh. ago, and mm. I was looking mm. for a change, and he was making a run in the open, and I was just watching him putt, and I was and the hair, and I was like, I think I'm gonna try it, and I tried it, and it, I liked it. And did did things like when you were watching him, did you have like this daydream like slow motion where like, you know, everything kind of blurred around him and he kind of glowed on the green and his hair kind of flowed in the wind? Did I like, tell you the story before? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. The, I, I must so, have told right? you the story before. That's exactly <laughs> that's, that's, that's how that's how I recollect Jesus. it. He's fairway Jesus uh, for a reason. Um uh, that's that's awesome. Yo, Fleetwood is don't sleep. Don't sleep. golf's in such a good position though right now. Like I know we talk about golf a lot, you know, mainly especially like me and you just kind of going at it. But like yeah. it's in such a really good content position right now that I think it's um um it's awesome, you know. It it really is. It's a lot of fun. Um there's a few guys who keep rotating on the world ranking for number one and they're young and they play the game differently. And so it makes it a lot of fun. I mean, you got John Rahm out there and he just won at the Mexico open. Right. And he played really good golf and our boy Finau made a run there as well. So shout out to Tony also claw gripper. Um, but that seems got, like, to be the the go to these days. Tiger, I, I mean, that's what I Mickelson. do. I just watch watch the 
if they're they doing it, it clearly like it's something. <laughs> That's why I do too. I changed yeah, my, like I changed my grip from an overlap to an interlock because of that as well. Uh, that's oh, I've like always been interlocked. Ago. Yeah, I've I always was been an overlap. That's just how I was taught. Mm. Um, mm. And and then I was struggling, and I saw everybody do that. I was like, "Well, what am I doing?" Because the same thing. You watch the best, and you got guys like Scotty Scheffler who are young, world number ones, and you got Tiger not going away. Golf is in a good spot, and Phil's coming back too. And I'm glad, sorry, excuse me, I get excited. I'm glad about it. <laughs> I don't think that Kenny's was that bad. Phil's, I don't Phil's think that coming. shit he said was that bad. I can't wait to get Phil back. <laughs> Straight up, yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm pro Phil all the way, Golf bro. I'm, I'm pro Phil all the way. Uh, it's it's yeah. it's interesting because I think two like, homies chatting. <laughs> the podcast THC. At Maybe we'll try to get com. Phil Mickelson on the show. That'd be bro. fun, dude. That'd be so. That'd be so sick. You might be looking um, for a place to air some things. I think you're spot on. Like, you know, you see golfers uh, do something. So you emulate. I don't think people do that enough. Like, you, I mean, everybody emulated Jordan growing up, right? Like, you do, like, the tongue sticking out. I mean, you. Good. how many times did you emulate Carl well, Malone, the mailman, yeah, or John go. Stockton? We hated, right? That's we you. hated Jordan I, in Utah. <laughs> yeah, everybody hated Jordan in Utah, yet they all bought Jordans. And so, oh yeah like, like there's mad respect for him but we hate him because of that shit but you're yeah. right like i used to dunk like this only the mailman delivers. yeah yeah the, the mailman those delivers. listening to the podcast via Podbean, maybe apple pod i'm currently doing the mailman pose where it's one hand behind your head like this as if you're reclining and the other hand outstretched with the ball the mailman delivers yeah the, the jazz had their run and the run is done but you know, things we, are going to look a lot to... different next year. If, I mean, oh, once you let's, get some stretch wings, baby, get rid of go I bear. Need a, I need a beer before we dive into that. Oh, what you got, Ken? Oh, man, what do I have? I got a couple things here tonight. I'm excited for what we got. I hope our listeners are excited. I hope everybody understands that when you listen to this podcast, you are along for a tasting of cold beverages. Okay, this podcast is based around, like the shirt says, if anybody uh, gets so blessed with a YouTube uh, clip, we drink local here, okay? We drink local. This is how we do it. This is how we get it done. And we're here to taste beverages, tell you to go buy them. If you're interested, find them. But we're also here to talk that shit. So what's up, Kim? What you sipping on? I got a new one here um, from a brewing company that I have not heard of. Um, TF Brewing out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, shit. TF, TF stands for Templin Family Brewing. And I'll give you a peep at the can. Nice, clean, almost like a little like swanky, which is like a stark turn. Yeah, like high class. What's, yeah. It's like what's this is like, this is opposite of what you're seeing a lot of microbrews do and I was drawn to it and I actually said no at first and then I came back because I was just too curious. Um, Salt Lake City, you're right downtown, 936 South 300 West and I've got their Ferda Imperial IPA, which is a dub- double India pale ale. Okay, starting it off, <sighs> a fire. So that's um that's what I'm sipping, man. What do you got? 
I, uh, I'm i going to pivot here to start the show. Um, we haven't had one of these since we've turned into a, a, a livations testing type of uh, pod. Oh, um, that term. oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, this is, is made. I always, you know, one thing about living in the PNW is we loved a PNW made in the PNW literally in the can out of, out of Auburn, Washington. Okay. Sweet little state of Washington as the barcode here. But Kenny, I was out on the course, right? It's hot. It's a hot day today. I'm in the garage right now. It's so hot. I'm in t-shirt and shorts. I'm like, that's roast, roasty toasty. So I, I started, I'm starting off uh, with a little, let's, let's flamingo and uh, I had a little grapefruit and chill on this episode. I'm going to chill Ooh. out here. Uh, Shilling's hard cider. Shilling's that nice. That's a pretty good read right there. Oh, I like it. I'm introed in. I'm into it. Have yourself a cider. It's springtime. So our ciders are more kind of like a fall thing, though. Maybe. Um, I, d- I think it's really depends because, like, out here, right. it, I don't, it, they're yeah, heavy yeah. on it. You know, different flavors. We'll go to this L house, the cider house. They got like 28 oh. different ciders that they brew regularly in house called the Willamette uh, Ale and Cider House, I think. Or maybe it's that's West dope. Lynn Ale and Cider. That's I think dope. it's Willamette. That's dope. Yeah. You know, bro, while well, we're here, we're kicking it. I like it. Ooh. I like it a lot. I could taste those fresh pressed apples. What's up? That's delicious. Ooh, that's cooling off my soul from this hot day. Um. Oh, I like That's this. Nice. Here you go, Kenny. Nice. Read it. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Hold on. Let me let me get another sip. Let me get a little sip. That's delicious. It's got a little TF coming strong. By the way. Oh yeah, I bet, dude. You said double IPA. I said, oh, my man, my man, start with the lead off hitter. That's right, baby. I swing strong um, first. It says, "Welcome." All weekend warriors, poolside pirates, and funtime flockers. What do you call a group of flamingos? A flamboyance. At Shilling Cider, true. birds of a feather chill together. We ah, invite word. you, the bold, the brave, the unique, to dust off the lawn chairs, fill up the kiddie pool, and shake your tail feathers. Shake. It's high time we open up this crisp Citrus forward cider and start some relaxation worthy of parental advisory. Parental no matter advisory. the season, migrate towards some grapefruit and chill. From the most refreshing part of your day, enough squawking who's ready to flamingo. I'll flamingo with you, bro. But it's like mingle. Like flamingo. Oh, maybe that's flamingle. why. That, maybe that's how. Maybe I can't, I keep saying flamingo. Like uh, it makes me want to say that. Maybe I gotta say flamingo. Who's ready so to the, flamingo? A flamingo. Herd of, of, a herd of flamingos is really called a flamboyance. That's that's true. That's pretty dope. I just learned that today. So yeah. if anybody's listening to this podcast and and you're like, I didn't know that, you're not alone. I did not know that either. Okay. Um. A flamboyance. I bet you that's pretty too. Like a like a a, a school of flamingo. You know, because flamingo are flamingo. No, I'm thinking peacocks. 
What's a school There's, of peacocks, um, Ken? What's a uh, herd of peacocks called? What do you what do you call um what do you call a group of peacocks? By the way, uh just to just to kind of pivot onto the front part of the show. A groups uh, of like peacocks. People, I was going to say, please. people want to uh, rock the fairway Jesus Spanish term. It is calete or calle, 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 Jesus, calle, Jesus. <laughs> calle, Jesus. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Well, a flock okay, of what peacocks do we got? is called, a flock of peacocks is called a muster. So that's um, Google for you. How does a flock of flamingos get a great name like flamboyants? Well, well, you know they're pink because the water they drink is like volcanic or salt water or something like that. Like Himalayan salt. That so like the like water turns like, them pink. Yeah, it's it's a sea. Yeah, that's true. And there's a there's an episode um, that's their food. They drink they the uh, carotenoids give carrots their orange color. Let's see. Microscopic algae and brine shrimp that they eat turns their feathers pink. So that's like fucking that. dope. Yeah, nothing to do with volcanoes. Um, and just so our listeners know, if they were wondering, the follow-up question under "Why are flamingos pink?" on Google is: Is flamingo poop pink? And no, it's not. It's not. No. It's not pink. And the no. babies aren't pink either. Yeah, because they haven't eaten anything, huh? So I would assume. Almighty. Oh, so you know if like a flamingo is like mad pink. Um, that's a fat ass flamingo. Like the fatter the flamingo, the pinker it is, you think? Almost 100% of the time. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. that's got to be all the time. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But Kenny, I got I to gotta, I, I gotta jump into this, all right? This is... um. Oh, weird. Oh, it's making us, it's giving us a time limit on this. Weird. Um, it usually doesn't do that. So we'll have to jump back into a Zoom here in a little while. Um, That's but, cool. Yeah, yeah. We're we're experts at that. Um, Kenny, I got it. Let me ask you something, bro. Please. Right. This weekend, you know we're chilling at the crib. Having ourselves a, a a mellow evening, and we're like, "Hey, what do we want to do?" You know, we're like, "Hey, let's, you know, hang out, watch a couple Disney films." Recently, I watched Encanto, but yeah. this weekend I I kicked it off with Luca. Luca, Look and at the I was girl. concerned, and, and I was concerned, man, because Luca's great. All right, I loved it, but anytime fear struck him. He was like Silencio Bruno. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And Silencio I was like Bruno. So I hear Bruno, Bruno, and I'm like, man, why why do I keep thinking Bruno? And then I'm thinking Encanto. And Encanto is like, we don't talk about Bruno. Right. So as a dad who watches Disney due to his pr- little princess that he has in the house. Do you happen to know or like what the hell did Bruno do to the creative directors at Disney? Like did is he like the worst pool boy they ever hired or like what what's the deal? What are the deets on Bruno? Uh, the, there's a joke. It's so funny that you, you asked this last night and um 
So I looked a little bit into it and I, I was like, I thought I found the article that you got this from. And you're like, article, what article? This is just your thought. And apparently this is a common thought that somebody at Disney hates somebody named Bruno. It's got throughout to the history of Disney movies, there's kind of been a shit on Bruno party. Um, and it's been like, a hot topic lately with the Silencio Bruno from Luca. Um, I think that was. We don't talk about Bruno. And then. Yeah. In, in it's like two of the most recent. The on, yeah. And the first appearance of a Bruno is the Cinderella's dog in the 50s is um, like magically transformed into her slave. So they kind of like, and then doesn't even make the cut for the sequel. So they kind of shit on Bruno there. Really? Yeah. And that, that so like dig too deep, Bru but apparently there's been a Bruno in almost every Disney movie. <laughs> I like this. I got Google. Who is Bruno? And what did he do to Disney? It was literally, yeah, right? there's, it's, I, apparently it's a thing. So you're saying that whoever Bruno is, so if you're saying it's gone all the way back to, yeah, because it shows here, 1950, form of Cinderella, screw Bruno, all my, all my, all my homies hate Bruno, someone at Disney, probably. <laughs> probably so bad, right? <laughs> the, you're reading the same article I found, it's kind of silly. Right? But like, honestly, if you want my opinion, I think it's probably just a coincidence. And I think yeah, that like the Luca it's, it's our Julio. There's, there's a story that where Silencio Bruno became the director's like he started just using that for like his alter ego around set and stuff when he was whatever and scared or whatever. And he started using it and stuff. And I think it was just random in that circumstance. Luca's a great movie, by the way. I did a deep dive Fantastic. on the Italian singer Mina, who sings the uh, remixed version of the song Chito Vuedo, or however you say it. It's the ending credits song, which is like okay. probably one of my personal Two Line Ken's top 10 songs of all time. It probably cracks the list at nine. Like it's, I, I like that song a lot. I think it's good. Um, but then impressive. the Encanto, the Encanto reference, like that's just that's a, I mean that's a pretty common name in South I mean, Bruno's American a significant culture. So like I, I think guess that's yeah, also just a coincidence. <laughs> and the character yeah. Bruno, I mean we don't I'm talk about Bruno, and if you watch the movie, everybody ends up talking with Bruno, talking about Bruno. Happy spoiler alert, and they rebuild the house, and everybody, and she gets a doorknob, and everybody's happy. So. It's fantastic. Yeah, her, I, the her first time power I saw it, I is was like bringing the family this together. Is really, this is really good. Yeah, it was entertaining. I was chilling. Yeah. She's I the torchbearer, like, right? She gets her gift, and her gift is she's the next abuela. And yeah, um, she like we could deep she's dive. like I've the one the books. that Dude, keeps it together. You've read the, the Encanto books? They got Encanto Dude, my, books? Yes, and we got the busy book with the figures, and all of the songs are on my daughter's playlist that we listen to when we drive and um, the songs are done by the same guy who did um, Hamilton. Yeah. Lewis Lin Miranda. Miranda. Yeah. That, yeah, guy. that guy. He's that, great. He's yeah. probably a genius. 
to be honest. You know what's crazy about him is like is I was watching House. You remember the show House with the crazy ass yeah. doctor that like basically That's kills everybody. Yeah. So like at one point House gets into like it's like season six or seven or something like that. He gets put in a psych ward. And oh, the yeah. dude in the psych ward that's like crazy next to him is that Lynn Manuel Miranda, right? Is really? that his name or something like that? Lynn yeah, so I didn't I didn't know that. I've never seen this dude before, right? Oh, like yeah. I don't have I be able to pick I'm, him out I'm chilling. All of a sudden, I like and this was just a couple of years ago, we were just watching all of a sudden I'm seeing like American Express commercials and this motherfucker's on it. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? Like, this dude is everywhere. Like, he did American Express you... commercials. Yeah, and I'm like, I thought he was just this casual. Guy. So then I give him the Google, and I'm like, this dude did Moana. This did Moana. This dude yeah. did Hamilton. This dude. I'm like, oh shit, this dude's bigger than House. This like this dude's now more famous than the show. The dude's show was not called. Like, it's crazy. It's true. It's true. And he was just like a cameo on House. Now, I will say House is one of those shows like Barry is right now that like people who people who are on shows like those shows. Ozark's another one. Show people like the like like a artist's artist. Like those are those shows. And House was one of those shows like 20 years ago, probably like. Yeah, I see what you're saying. If you like, people good, liked it, and so they would try to get in on an episode. Like, yeah. what's another show like that where people make cameos frequently? Friends. Um, yeah, uh, Game of Thrones. Seinfeld. Was, uh, Game of Thrones. Aaron Rodgers was on Game it, of Thrones. Right. So well, there you go. Yeah. There you yeah, go. It's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah, uh, I'm ready for a uh, a beer number two again. Um, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready for beer number two. Um, I'm gonna crack this open here. You know, it's um, it's getting it's getting hot. Hot in Portland means some sand volleyball at times. So I'm rocking. Uh, uh, wait, let me make sure. I'm... I guess that's just what it's called. I don't know if it's RPM or, but uh, brewed out of Bend. Um, keep cold, drink fresh. The Boneyard beer. Oh, keep cold, drink fresh. For Ooh. for the Boneyard IPA, the Boneyard beer for summers at the Boneyard when we're when we're bump set and spiking. Is that a, those... is that a spiking facility out there? Yeah, that's a little that's a little uh Portland Neverland. It's dope. The Boneyard. That's a dope name. Whoever yeah, coined yeah. that should be given a trophy. That's a dope name. It's good. That looks delicious. That's dark, dude. What kind of beer is that? Nice little IPA. Not not mm. a double, but a, a nice one. Well, I got another double, a little Michael double India India Pale Ale. <laughs> um, and I got this one that I I almost had a fit in the liqueur store earlier today when I saw the can, because the can is a reference to my number one favorite movie of all time number one there is no other greater movie in my opinion than life life aquatica yeah yeah yeah, you knew it so here's this by proper brewing company it's called the revenge and it's got got the zisu hat on the end there i see that 
Uh, I, I could see you just getting real giddy at the liquor store on that. I'm what a nice like, selection at the liquor store. Yeah, I could see you like Mr. Burns in with your fingers right there, Mr. Burns. <laughs> Ooh. I had to make a stop for the fresh beers. Oh, it was so nice. I know. That's actually one of my favorite parts is like hitting a... Oh. Such a good beer. Dude, Pro- I was thinking the same thing. Proper Delicious. brewing co. Doing it right. As always, props. I like your uh, glass switch up, by the way. So classy going from the tall Buffalo Wild Wings glass to the nice, like, low ball type of glass. That was very nice. Very nice. Um, I'd like to share something with you, Ken. Please. Please do. Did you see? Did you? Did I send you the picture of the elixir experience that I got to enjoy the other day? I believe you did. Yeah. So, so Jeffrey took me to this thing, which was arguably the coolest. Yeah, dude. All right. You see those. So Kim's showing a video. The video is of these goblet drinks that we made at this elixir experience at this place called Raven's Manor. Okay. Raven's Manor is a bar in Portland. And the bar is haunted, supposedly. Um, and you can go to this elixir experience, which was easily the coolest date I've ever been on in my freaking life. I'm so stoked. If you guys come up here, Ken, we're going to do it. Like, it was dope. So Yeah, I'm into that. You have to, like, sign a waiver, like, basically, because you're working with all sorts of stuff. And it starts out as, like, an escape room, but you have to get into a room to start drinking so like there's like a bar where there's these beverages that you can oh dude this chocolate cake right here looks so good the ghost uh there's there's a grilled cheese on the menu and then there's these baked beignets that are on the menu straight fire um so you have to like work and you're with a group of people right there were there were seven of us and we all had to work together to get into this library. And we, there's like a series of clues around. There's like dead bodies, shit like that. Like everything trying to distract you, scare you, all that stuff. Hmm. Put together the clues. Like you get into the bar and you start out with like a nice drink after. So it took us about like 30 minutes or so to get into maybe less than that. I don't know. It felt like 30 minutes. It might have been just 20. Is is um, is it in the Ravens Manor in Portland in yeah. this building? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I suppose and it's supposedly building. haunted. Yeah, and so um then we go in and everybody's in this character, they're acting and like it's like a mad scientist and you pick we pick two out of four drinks and you make the two drinks and the drinks are just crazy. Like you put in like unicorns blood and like scabs and all this shit, radioactive water. Like it's just creative, mad scientist like stuff. But like we had to use a Bunsen burner on one of them. One We light, we lit another one on fire. Like it was, I mean, it was, it was pretty sweet, dude. It was a great experience. If anybody, uh, if you're living in the Portland area and you want something cool to do, something fun to do, uh, highly recommend checking out the Elixir Experience at, at Raven's Manor. Bro, this building is 
definitely haunted. <laughs> Straight up, Like, dude. without a doubt, this building is haunted, I promise you. Holy cow. Oh, I... I I was asking like what what's like the creepiest thing that has happened and the one uh bartender girl that helped us or like the character that helped us um she said that like one time she was closing up and like literally multiple bar stools fell off the top of the table oh shit <laughs> like and she was That's the only one in there man. and I was like <laughs> I was like oh my god ghosts. come on man chill out ghosties I, that's what I was wondering. Like, I'm like wondering, like, what's your, what, what do you, what happens ghost? Like what happens when you like, maybe it's unavoidable. Maybe like, they, what if he tripped? What if that ghost tripped and like caused the scene? Tri- what if they were like trip loop every night at 9 PM tri- trips into the bar trips. In, Cause that's how he died. He like tripped he died. and fell He's on a trip and like and snapped his happened. neck. Like, and cracked it into the bar, whatever, whatever shit happened, you know? That's funny. I was just trying to find some Wikipedia information on on the history of it. As a fan of paranormal and specifically paranormal shows, I love to watch paranormal shows. I, I love yeah, it. you do. That's yeah, silly and fun, and sometimes like spooky, like to give me chills and stuff. Where you're like, "Yo, that might be real." It's hard to, you know, I. When people are like, oh, so-and-so got abducted by aliens, and they're like, oh, that dude's great. Like, I ain't going to dismiss that. I can't I can't dismiss somebody else's truth, all right? I have my own truth. Kenny, you got your own truth. That's you know, true. You know, one time, I think me and you were, like, walking with Michelle or something like that, and I think we walked to, like, the 7-Eleven, and we came back, and you slipped and fell, and you were like, I think I'm bleeding, but then I thought, you were just being you and i was like you're not bleeding and then like we got back to the house and you were right so like you know (laughs) that's two different truths (laughs) that's true Um, that's true that's a good example like so it's it's just you know i can't explain anybody's paranormal experiences bro i just literally like that's your truth that's your experience the thing that freaks me out about paranormal and i'll give you 30 seconds of this before i stop um uh is so like energy is what we are and what we exist as and energy is everything around us it's the sun it's the earth everything is some form of wavelength of energy and matter formed together so we explore the paranormal with energy tracking and seeking devices um and so if we are energy, then it is absolutely believable that energy is able to resonate when extreme forms yeah. of energy are released. And so that could explain the majority of paranormal stuff. But also if there is just energy, then you could just have unseen energy of conscious energy floating around everywhere. Who knows? It's crazy. No, it's oh, so on true. Saying. I don't know. I've, I'm I'm with you. A few experiences like, myself and a lot of shows has got me convinced, and maybe it's oh foolish. I'm with you. There's no maybe doubt. maybe it's foolish. There's no doubt. No, I, no, 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 no. The first thing I did when I looked up the Ravens Manor was find the picture and look in the windows to see if I could find a ghost in the windows. Because it's why not? Why not? I I think that 
to your point, right? Like it's the the energy factor is key, right? Like like I mean, think about it on the counter, right? Think of think about to it minus the haunting, right? You remember like that when the secret was popular, right? Like all that was the secret is literally manifesting your own success, believing, That's putting true. that energy out there, putting that in. That's all it's about. The the whole entire concept is literally putting the best positive energy out there, manifesting what you want in this world. And if you constantly put it out there and, and you're thinking about it and that's your energy, you're going to achieve it, right? Like it's not for everybody, but you know, like if a hundred people read the secret and five people become billionaires off the secret and they're like, Oh, what changed your life? And they'll be like, Oh, the secret. It's not going to happen to everybody, but it's going to happen to some people. So like to the point, if that's how you can, that energy correlates on everything, right? Like if you're putting that positive vibe in there or like you meet somebody and you're like, ah, I'm not really feeling that dude's energy, man. That guy's making me uncomfortable or like, exactly. You know, you, I mean, that's, to your point, real. I mean, what I, you're saying is that's yeah, real. That shit and, is unexplained. You can't explain unexplainable shit. And, and, and like, and, you feel it at times, or yeah, like, yeah. you know, like our body, or like, to your point, it's like sometimes you walk into, uh, uh, I remember, I remember I went to, I did a camp in Wyoming and we went to an old war war. Wyoming. <laughs> Tyler Whittison, what's up? Um, <laughs> um, and they took us. Uh, it was like outside of Laramie, I think, and we went to a Laramie. Uh, uh, the concentration camps that we had for uh, any Asian descended person during World War II, right? Like, I, mean, I don't know, if a lot of people remember that. But we got were, those in Utah too. Yeah, and when I went there, I felt. You could feel certain yeah. things, you know, like you could Toast. feel that. Like you go to you go to the heart of Boston, Massachusetts, and you're walking on them cobblestone bricks that Paul Revere rode his last ride on. You're going to feel that energy. Some cities, you feel it, right? You go to Vegas, you feel it. Come on. What are we talking about here? You, you go into Vegas and you're like, get me the fuck out of here in 48 hours, please. When I was 19, like, I went to New York City, and it was so strong. I didn't want to feel it anymore. It was crazy. It was that energy was insane. Yeah, I think you're you're spot on. Real quick, Kenny. Speaking of energy, your boy's got his energy. Yeah, there. do you? Thirsty, I'm playing catch up. Oh, well, you know, dude? I'm playing catch up today. I, I you know, the it I'm was, just it saying, was a little hot day. It's a little you're hot beyond, day. You're, I'm just saying. Whew, I mean, I just Ashley, really, you're the only you one that's what? on pace. Technically, you're the only one that's on pace. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll catch oh, up. my God. Is that for real? Oh, my God. I cannot wait for this last one. I I, I, I got a bottle today, Ken, on this one. Nice. That's how. Do you have an opener? That's how. A, I got a lighter. Can you do that, Trip? One, yeah, one time. My dad, shout out Pops. I know you listen to Pops. Me. I was like, I had a lighter in my pocket. I was like, oh, he's like, why you got a lighter? I was like, oh, no. Uh, 
case I'm walking home late at night, you make a fist with it. It makes it makes it more compact. An equalizer. Yeah, I'm not like oh, because uh, I'm about to smoke this this cigarette. This cigarette. <laughs> it's a candle. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a crush. Um, I got some. Uh, I got this. Uh, new to the show. New to the okay, show. New to the show. Um, this is out of Seattle. Um, uh, brewed and canned by Rubens Brew. Shout out to Ruben. Great the dude from American Idol. Um. Oh, oh yeah, maybe, maybe. The sandwich maybe. is good. Yeah, I do like a Ruben. It's nice with a little dip. Mm. Um. I'm a but I got a little guy. I, I got a little. I like the the Rasta colors on this can, but I, I'm a little oh, bits okay. and bobs, some bits oh, yeah. and bobs, bits and some bobs. Bits and bobs. Bits I also bits like that. Like bobs. it's the R, the cursive R here. This little fancy cursive R. Is that what like that is? The, yeah, because that's like how they're saying Rubens. Like even their small, the small print is like that. I took me. I thought it said Nubens. That makes me think sandwich because if it was capital, then it would be the person. Um, ooh, that's crack. And then the sandwich would be not capital, which would be lowercase cursive. So I'm going to go with named after the sandwich, a classic. Yo, bro. Ooh, that looks delicious. Let me ask you something. Yes. Talk to me, baby. You cruising around Portland. It's yeah. a Thursday. You're yeah. listening to the freshest episode of Two Homies Chatting. Shout out. Six and you're mile. craving a Reuben. Mm. Where are you going? Ooh, I'm probably gonna hit the Bee Gees Cartel. Ooh, which is a food cart uh, uh, spot up in Beaverton. It's not too far away from where Shout I live because I live like in Beavertons with the Reuben. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, what so this is why I'm gonna assume they have a good Reuben is because this joint I was looking for a Philly cheesesteak. I saw this this food truck. I, I gotta look it back up. I can't remember what it was called, but they had literally like they had 20 reviews, Kenny. All five stars. That to me tells me you got a dank ass fucking cheesesteak. 20 reviews, all five stars. Pretty good. Now, that's I'm intrigued. BGs. That's a small sample size. In small sample size, but a small sample size of excellence. Yeah, I mean that's that's tough. That's tough. And usually, when you get small sample size, you only get irate, angry, unsatisfied customers. That's usually what you and get. That's, unfortunately, that's not just the food is good, but your experience. Experience, right? Because you're you're filling out a lot of that stuff on the Googles. So I'm assuming I can't think of the company, but the 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 uh, food cart pod is what they they call them food cart pods. But this place is called the Bee Gees Cartel, um, That's like cart tell, um, cart tell, like tell yeah, everybody shout about out to the Bee Gees cart. Go down to Bee Gees, get yourself a cheesesteak or a Reuben. Well, like. Shout out to Beaverton, dude, because they did the Loyal Legion, which we talked about last week. 
flora. They they're just blowing up that whole little area. If you're up in here, go down. That whole area is popping. Um, uh, well, shout out to the five hundred three nine one seven. That's dope. That's dope. Number three. You're on number three. Uh, yeah, dude, I cracked into number three. I'm a little crazy right now, though. You know, I'm kind of thinking in my head. I'm like, ooh, hitting the forty, coming up. 40 some minutes would you say you might be acting a little bit like a dallas alice Ooh, oh what a great name what a great can (laughs) because i've got the dallas alice right here from level crossing brewing company great belgian style blonde ale i'm gonna gonna lighten things up a little bit here with this ah guy right there Lighten it up, make an entrance, Kenny. What a great crack. What a great crack of crack of crack of crack of crack. Now, Kenny, you know, by the way, shout out to the Boneyard. Not the Bone. Shout out to all three, yeah. Shout out to Schilling, Hard Cider. Okay. Shout out to, to Boneyard Beer. Okay. Shout out to, to Ruben's Brews. Shout out, dude. Pumped on it. What's up, bro? I just took a picture up. I sent it to you. I just want <laughs> you to see what I see for a moment. I just I just feel like Portland, this Portland-Utah connection. I, I just think that you, I, I mean, I really wish we could share this with the audience, but we can't. Um, and that's a shame. But you get to see it. And I'll send you an audience shareable one as well. Yeah. Because the the people, I mean, our level of excellence is nearly unmatched. I mean, we definitely, oh, yeah. What a great, oh, look at your setup. <laughs> look at your setup. Kenny's got 89. Phoenix is up on Dallas. There's the sweep. She's checking the score oh, off my beers. picture. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know that game was on right now. Yeah, Celtics yeah, tied I mean, that series, baby. I'm feeling good. Yeah, they played really good. I was actually really impressed by Boston, which leads me into our earlier point, because I'd like to talk about Uncle Danny for just like 30 seconds is all. But like your Celtics yeah. look really good. They're strong, good. Strong. And that was good Grant to Williams. see. Because Milwaukee's still cold, and that's the best of of what's going on. But I got to say, this Phoenix-Dallas series is a lot of fun, too. And as a Jazz fan, you're bummed, but um, you're my boy on the drive with Spence Chickens every day in Utah from like 2 to 6. He's on the radio, and he is like the son of a former assistant coach for the Jazz for a long time and the Knicks for a long time. And yeah. he, he's a homie of homies, and he's like another level homie. And you have to, I'll send you some stuff of his. Drive with Spetschek and shout out to the homie. Um, Come on the show, bro. Probably not going to happen. I mean, he's got, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, he had uh, Gundy, the one that does the broadcasting on, not not coach. Stan Van Gundy. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. And he was he's great. A, and then like Stan was like, I remember he's like told a story about his dad and stuff. It's, it's awesome. It's great. It's good. Stuff. Oh, that's fun. It's good stuff. I don't remember what, what my what point you, was there. Um, you were talking Danny Ainge. You were, um, you were. I was going um, there for the reference because the talk on the local radio is it's time to blow the team up. And probably the ah, and you build around yeah. forty five and Quinn Snyder and you get rid of Rudy and then some uh, people are like get rid of them all and everybody's like Quinn Snyder's going to San Antonio and and the best thing in the world for jazz fans right now is to know that Uncle Danny Ainge is calling the shots with Ryan Smith and maybe bouncing ideas off of. Uh, the best people like ever like it's crazy yeah like as a jazz yeah, I, fan you're upset the season ended in anxiety it's over oh i'm happy if i'm the jazz but if you're a jazz fan you're happy because the next off season after the moves during this last season will be pivotal in the franchise history and <laughs> as good as your Boston Celtics are right now who might if they can win the series they'll win a champion this championship I think if they win the series can they it, win they beat Phoenix but oh uh, I think I think I think the C's right now if Grant Williams plays defense on Giannis the problem is you guys stop Giannis years, the, jet, the roster they build maybe maybe two even because he's built some quick turnarounds, maybe two years from now in Utah, it might be the same look. Okay, I'm gonna throw something at you. Okay, throw it. I'm gonna throw, throw something it. At you. As as we as, as we drink beer number three, we third quarter. Just remember, we third quarter right now. Throw it. That's at you. right. Okay, first he's gonna blow up the team. All right, but yeah. I want you to know that when he does these things, it's not a rebuild; it's just a rebrand. Okay, like they're talking about changing colors and shit. Okay, like here's the thing. Okay, people want to be like, oh, what's Danny Ainge done? Danny Ainge got Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen to come in and win a championship. Danny Ainge rid of them before Danny Ainge shipped off Paul Pierce, KG, and Doc Rivers. All three traded Doc Rivers for picks. He traded a coach for picks. God, Nobody does that. The two picks, the two number one picks Dude. that the Brooklyn Nets gave us are Jalen Brown, Brown and Jason Tatum. Tatum. Yes. yes Our entire common. roster right now, mm-hmm. Marcus Smart, Peyton Pritchard, Grant Williams, God James Naismith, DA can uh, pick Jason him, bro. Tatum. DA can uh, pick him. Yeah, like then. We go in trade, yeah. Jalen, Uncle Danny can pick him, bro. I would say this. I would say the goal in the off season is to go in and build around Donovan. I say if the New York Knicks come and offer you three first round picks for Donovan, you take three first round picks for Donovan, absolutely, because that's the future. When people are are aren't realizing that every so player that's coming in into the NBA you could have is LeBron six James foot eight and can dribble. LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> like, so So I think what you're, go- you're going to look like a Celtics in the West. You're going to have, yeah, right. but you're also going to have really, really, really good performing 
or good band-aid years as you're building this with picks, right? Like here's the thing is our band-aid years, right? As we're like number one defense right now. Yep. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been to two Eastern Conference finals already. Already. Playoffs ain't like, nothing to them. They're not only that, Danny Ainge shipped off, and as sad as the Celtics fans want to be, we shipped off Isaiah Thomas before he was damaged goods and got Perfect Kyrie Irving. Timing. Now, it, it didn't plan out. But it but ended to, up giving them worked. other things. Yeah, so, like, you're going to get a lot more. Yep. And then, like you said, when you have a Dwayne Wade in that office where you have kind of a uh, – just a massive basketball weight. figure to the you youth. Have, you have weight in Dwayne Wade, and you have forward yeah. thinking in Ryan Smith, and, and you, you have ha- the best. And you have money. I and money. Ryan Smith's got money. And it, it, I'm just saying, I think I hope they Great. build around Donovan because I think Donovan has elite level talent, like for an extended career. Like I think he's if the- a few seasons away from being there. But I want to ask you something. I want to ask you something. Because this is my question leading into all of this. Because I'm on board. DA, as they call him around here now in Utah. That's a good name. He could be swinging the sticks just a few miles from me at Alpine Country Club. Or maybe up at Jeremy Ranch. And I'm hoping to get out on the links with Uncle Danny sometime. But let me ask you something. Yeah. Does head coach Quinn Snyder fit into the future under Danny Ainge and the new ownership? I think Quinn Snyder's a great coach, honestly. And Absolutely. I think when you have one, nobody wants the LA job. Nobody. Nobody. The only person that wants the LA job is somebody that needs to be that it's a career, but like needs to jump right back in. up. Yeah. Like, like fucking Urban Meyer is hoping for the fucking LA job. Of, <laughs> Like whatever next gig he's on, like like that's exactly. like the shit. Phil Mickelson yeah. wants an LA job right yeah. now, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Yeah. um, I think, I think there's, I think to your point, like, unfortunately, I think the San Antonio job when Pop retires is going to Becky Hammond. I think Becky Hammond's going to be the first so. NBA coach. I hope so. I think so. she's it getting should. her reps as yep. the head coach of I think the Vegas Aces, right? Yep. Um, they're like, so I um, think that's like her, her experience, team, right? but she's, uh, no, no, she's the WNBA head coach right now. Oh, the Vegas right. Aces WNBA. Um, that's right. My bad. I, I, I believe, yeah, I believe she's the head coach there. Is she still on staff in San Antonio as well? I think, I don't think so, but I think she's, you know, she's won a summer league tournament there, uh, for the Spurs, um, in, in Vegas. Like she, She's going to be the first, I think she's going to be the very first female head coach in the NBA because of what she's done. If not, mm-hmm. like Carol, Lar- Carol Larson would be another one. Um, but like, yeah, I think I think when Pop, the way Pop leaves, Pop is going to like, so Tim Duncan's always going to be Antonio on that Antonio is but. out for Quinn Snyder, right? Yeah, I think and Quinn I just- stays... Let me in just say, Utah and he has coaches his first job. Yeah, I don't think there's any other coach in the league that can coach a defensive-minded team the way Danny yeah. Ainge could build better than Quinn Snyder. If and you when you get wing defenders, question, it has to be Quinn Snyder. There's nobody else, and he yeah. is a damn good coach, and he is open. 
and he he's he's learned under Popovich as aforementioned. So he's 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 open and he's not concerned with dumb things. He's just focused on basketball. He's good. I wouldn't be surprised he's gotta if stay. you see extend his some contract. kind of friendly trade between Boston and Utah this offseason. There's but already to, like, like the, there's a lot of crazy the Brad the Brad Danny combination. I wouldn't be surprised, depending on how we if we finish strong, like how we finish. But I wouldn't be surprised if if we're utilizing each other for the next couple of years as kind of like. You know how, like in the NFL, they always trade interdivision. And Everybody like, knows you do business every, with people you know. <laughs> yeah, so like I would assume that that's. I mean, like, that's that's like I'm sitting there. I think we were texting during the draft, and I was like, what "The fuck is going on with the Texans and the Browns? Like, what well, are you just, guys like they, just having sex with each other all the they, damn the time? Recents, like, in what the is <laughs> like the Browns GM numbers is in the recents. They've been paying each other yeah. for a few years. So yeah." But there's been a lot of trades between the Browns and Texans, like um, running backs. Um, yeah. Like uh, running backs? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, I lost track of, of my thoughts there for a second. I'm sorry. I was trying to think right. of the history there. but um, There's I probably say, greater history. Since, since, since you brought it up. Um, my favorite part of the draft is that I didn't fucking have to fucking care about the draft as a Cleveland Browns fan. Uh, our moves were already made. Our money was already spent. And anything that we acquired in the draft was, is a fucking bonus. And, uh, David Bell from Purdue, your, your boy that you gave me the text. I texted text you. I said, I, that motherfucker's so, eating us alive. Look, look, there's brown shit He's everywhere. He's like, uh, look Anquan, the Anquan Bolden. I didn't watch the draft. Like I didn't watch I, because I didn't have to. And it was such a relief as a Browns fan, but I went I, back I'm and did there. my homework of course. Cause I am a Browns fan and dude, he's a nice addition. I think he'll start this Dumb. year and he'll get catches. He's, he's a lot I'm like a, like that. a Jarvis. Jarvis. He's a lot like a he Jarvis. He replaces Jarvis in the offense, right? Um, He's just a hand, uh, a hands guy, mm-hmm. you know, he's perfect. Um, he's exactly by the way, just, just so you know, I'm going to finish this beer real quick. It says Please. we got nine minutes and 46 seconds left. That's Zoom perfect. It's gotten ch- cheap on us. Yeah. That I heard, um, I actually read an article about that and that's actually checking the Zencaster time. One more beer, eight minutes to go onward. All right, Ken, you know, I'm ready for this. Um, by the way. Yeah. I, I thought, um, the draft. Ooh. What the fuck is New England doing? But we're fast as fuck now. And David Bell is so sick, dude. I think you're going to love him. Um, real quick, though, I'm going to go into beer four, close it out uh, before we sunset off into the night. Um, I don't know how I missed this one for a holiday episode a couple of weeks ago. Arbor but Day? when I saw it, uh, yeah, the Arbor Day episode. Earth, it was an Earth Day episode <laughs> because Arbor Day was the following week. Yes, um, but uh, I'm going to go with um, straight up, by the way, call the 844-HOP-LINE <laughs> um, out of Seattle, out of Seattle right. and Fort Collins, Colorado, if you're lucky, the Elysium Ooh. Brewing Co., 
probably seen that in your area. The dank dust. Oh, the dank dust. The Elysian. Looks that that, um, that hop looks like some juicy bud, man. That is one of those things that when I'm the store clerk at the store and you walk up with that beer in your hand, I go, "Yeah, that one's for you for sure." <laughs> I always wonder what they think when like I pull up and I'm like, "Uh, yo, where's your shampoo? bag of chips? <laughs> bag of chips." Oh, not good. Ah, oh, bag of chips, some twin snakes, licorice. What's your, beverage? <laughs> What's your beverage? What do you drink these days aside from awesome, dope local microbrews, of course? Oh, like, like if I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really into like Roar, a Roar, uh, a sports drink. It's like a, like a sports beverage Roar. that. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, I'm really into those right now. I don't know That's why. Dope. I also really love any kind of good, fancy, local um, strawberry lemonade. <laughs> oh, nice. You're a strawberry lemonade guy. That's dope. Kind of, yeah. Dude, I'm on, I'm on these like ahas. I love these seltzer waters. This is a blueberry I like, pomegranate. I like some of that. And I'm all about it. And they got billboards need- now. And everything, but I'm all about it. Do you, when you sip them, do you have aha moments? Um, not usually, no. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but I wanted to, I wanted to give that good consideration, hence the pause. Um, because maybe I, I whoa, ooh, bro, with the dank dust. This is like this is like exactly what the title would be. Just the scent, the taste. I mean, this is like the worst edible you could ever have. Like it's so good. It's a delicious beer. It's a pretty good beer. I don't know if I'd say delicious, but it's got a potent ass danky. Like it's hard to smell. It's dank dust. They did it. It's a way to sunset off. That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. What kind well, of beer are you drinking? Indica? I got a previously featured beer brewing company, Utah OG, with their OG oh. Juicy. That, oh, what a great artwork. I'm so proud of Utah growing up. Up. There's, it's funny the things that Utah can do well. Um, like the Olympics came here and everybody was like, whoa, that went really well. Everybody was so nice and clean and everything went so well and the snow was great. And they're like, we should do this again sometime. And they're probably going to do that in like 2036. Um, I'll be there. We'll be there. It's just such a surprise that one of those things is microbrews. But our microbrew beer scene, our craft beer scene here, is it rivals those of the PNW. I've heard Austin is really good for obvious reasons. Um, but this Utah OG is juicy. It's nice as we sunset. Dude, I think it's so great that all these beer companies 
you know, are like, it's just like anything else, you know, it's like, you know, restaurants come out, beers come out, you know, we're all, we all have different palates and we're all into different shit. So, you know, the one thing that I hope is that as everybody, you know, enjoys this episode of two homies chatting, sunset off. I think so. And as we sunset off into the, the night, um, we just want to give thanks, you know, appreciate the listeners, appreciate everybody. We hope you're having a safe Cinco de Mayo, uh, just so anybody knows if you're like, oh, man, this wasn't a Cinco de Mayo holiday special. You can't do it two days in a row. So, of course, we saved it for the day. I'm making tomatillo steak tacos, by the way. Of course you Yeah, are. I can't eat tomatillo steak tacos with that Wagyu. Your boy that got that Wagyu. You got that Wagyu beef. beef? Yeah, yeah. I came up on it at yeah, the uh, yeah, new season. Yeah, at the new seasons. Got that wagyu. That's great. I'm gonna probably order tacos. I might make some now. Awesome. You've motivated me now. Yeah, you should. You I should. recently upgraded after I flame broiled my tra- old Traeger. I bought a new Traeger. Upgraded bigger. Look at this guy. You got the black and stone yet? You gotta get the black and stone. What's the black and stone? It's Apparently like flat top. Suvi. Suvis are cool. I mean, like, I don't think I don't, I'm not gonna lie. My I mean, I'm not mountain, on the Suvi game. My next mountain is a not prime on rib. It. I'm trying to make some prime yeah. rib. And I don't think the Suvi makes a good steak. I think the Suvi nah. makes a good prime rib. Apparently, that's what I've been told. It, it might, but I think you know, you throw that shit on a cast iron with some butter and just give it the butter bath for a steak you know, that's yeah. just fire as yeah fuck. you do well with fire that. as fuck you know what you know what you do you do the cast iron on the trigger and uh, it's a fancy it's a fancy searing experience as we sunset off i recommend it and i you recommend. watched you watched um you watched luca right yeah i like Un- uncle ugo did you did you call the voice on uncle ugo do you know who uncle ugo is Oh shit! It was um. Do you know? You got uh, it. Oh, I remember being like. Speaking of Bruno's. Yeah, it was a connection uh, of Bruno there with. Yeah, it was uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, yeah, right? Sasha. Yeah, I highly recommend. <laughs> ah, it's yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. the whale carcass. <laughs> I will say, favorite my favorite scene in Bruno, or not Bruno? Sorry, Luca. Is when they're all like they run into the rain and then like they're exposed and now they're like oh my god these sea monsters and like the dude's like boom dude. and then there's and then and then there's two then the parents run in and then there's two old ladies that have been yeah. chilling in town for years years for decades they're the ones who previously chilling. smack them on the head for and dump yep. the ice cream on them the same old ladies and, and then they just. Move the umbrella, and they've been sea monsters all the time. whole favorite. Time. That's my favorite, yeah. my fucking favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah. And we hope that was your favorite part of the whole show because that means you've listened to the whole show. <laughs> and we appreciate you for listening to this Nobody's episode of listening. Two Homies Chatting. 
Uh, please stop sending please us stop emails to stop. <laughs> this team. Nobody gets this. This far. is our shortest episode in quite some time, Ken. So we just thank thank you all for supporting us. Thank Podbean, Spotify, Apple, Kenny for being the homie to join Two LK. Me doing this. Um, Love it. Hey, by the Good way, times. next week's episode, KG will be possibly joining because KG will be in Portland. Staying at the crib. So get ready for some fun stuff. And uh, thanks, everybody. Two homies chatting. Podcast. Listen to us. Follow. Share. Like. Do that shit. Don't do any of that shit because I know you ain't listening. Don't like it. Don't share it. (laughs) Don't add me. Don't do none of that shit now. Two line Ken.